Welcome to Fire Trainers Podcast, part of the concealedcarry.com network. I'm your host, Rob Beckman. Today, we'll be talking about teaching new students. We bring you this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every fire instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Firearm Trainers Association. Visit their website at ftaprotect.com to learn more about their instructor coverage they offer and their competitive pricing. Receive a special 10% off on your policy by entering promo code FTP10 at checkout. This episode is also brought to you by the team at Mountain Man Medical. Responsible fire instructors have trauma medical gear on the range and are trained to use it. Mountain Man Medical provides the highest quality name brand medical gear on the market at a guaranteed lowest price. Check out the Wind River Kit, especially designed for firearm instructors to have at the range. The Yellowstone is perfect to have on your belt or in your bag anywhere you go. Learn more at mountainmanmedical.com and scroll to the bottom and click on available discounts to learn how fire instructors can save 15% off the already guaranteed lowest prices on the market. And don't forget to click on the training link to take the emergency trauma response video course for free. Get the right gear and the right training at the best price anywhere on the mountainmanmedical.com. Today we are joined by Mike Burgess from MSRT, or in other words, Michael and Sarah Range Therapy. Welcome, Mike. How are things going today for you? Going fantastic. How about you? Uh, not bad at all. We're experiencing a little of the uh, polar vortex here in the Midwest and just trying to stay warm, as they say. Well, we appreciate you coming on the uh, podcast today. Uh, can you give our podcast listeners a little bit of uh, who Mike Burgess is and how you got into firearm training? Uh, yeah, I'm just an, an average, avid shooter. I have a range in my backyard, and I got into teaching as a way to support uh, my shooting habits and to promote shooting sports. Um, I'm an NRA certified uh, basic pistol instructor and NRA certified CCW instructor, plus I am a North Carolina uh, CCW instructor. I've been through the North Carolina Justice Academy course, and I'm... I shoot IDPA on the weekends, and I just enjoy the sport of shooting, and I enjoy teaching. Well, we really appreciate you coming on today because you've got kind of a special niche uh, that I've heard about uh, through the grapevine with new students, and that's you've got a really good hankering to attract uh, women to come to your courses and making those women feel comfortable in coming there as you know complete novices when it comes to shooting, and then leaving as um, as feeling proficient in how to handle the, handle the gun, uh, responsibly and confidently. Can you, how did that get started for you? I, the first, my first class, when I decided that I was going to teach this, I, my wife was in my first class along with, uh, one of the guys I shoot with his wife and some of her friends, lady friends and all that. And, uh, it was like the, the second class after the, the kind of the, the beta test class and it was uh one one guy and like six girls six ladies and it's kind of gone from there now when most of my classes are they're basically 80 percent ladies you know so eight out of ten will be lady folk and there'll be two guys uh my class last saturday is the first class that i've had that had more men in it than women but i've got a class this saturday it doesn't have any men in it. So it, it all averages out to about 
70 to 80 percent and I, I i think it's by word of mouth i put it out there and i hit up the grapevine and they pass the word around and the people that come to the class they they talk to their friends and it just kind of went from there do you do any so, special kind of marketing to, to have I, that kind of response no i i put when i when i advertise it out that's telling me it's very basic it's uh user friendly and that uh i'm i'm not some a retired special forces dude that that's got all these accolades i'm just an an average joe that spent the time in it went to uh the nra classes and, and went to the instructor's classes and i've i've taken classes for myself you know i've been to brian eastridge's class and Brian Hill and Spencer Keepers and Tim Chandler's and all that. And I, I really enjoyed it and wanted to do that and as a way to subsidize my shooting habit. And it just, the, I tend to gravitate towards the ladies because I really enjoy instructing them because they are fantastic shooters and they're fun people. And it's just, it, I, I get a, a huge sense of, accomplishment and excitement and joy out of watching the ladies be successful through the course. Well, that sounds uh, really great. And, um, one of the things that uh, makes it even better is you look at the female component of shooting sports and women are the number one growing segment of the shooting sports across the board. They're the, you know, they're more, more into competitions. They're getting to be more concealed carry holders. Uh, you know, they're, they're becoming more knowledgeable about guns all, all the time out of the 12 million uh, new gun owners last year. I haven't heard how it was broken down, but I would guesstimate that there was probably a good, at least third, if not a half of that had to be at least uh, women that decided to pick up uh, shooting for the first time. And classes like yours definitely help, help uh, make them comfortable and also knowledgeable on how to use that gun uh, responsibly, uh, whether it is for competition or whether it is for self-defense. So that's great. Do you have any secrets that you can share with the other instructors as far as how you, what you do on the range in order to make them comfortable or, or in the classroom and you know, like keeps them coming back. You know, what's, what's that secret sauce yeah, as the saying you, goes, you, you got to understand that you got to connect with them and all because the, the ladies are, when they, they come to the class, you got to have a, uh, you got to understand how much they have really sacrificed and given up to get there. So it's, it's a, you, as an instructor, you should feel really honored and special that they are, have decided to spend the time with you because they got so much other stuff going on. They run the families and all that stuff and all, but when they come out there, you got to understand that they're way outside their comfort zone to start with. And because that's, that's usually the heart. If I, if I can get them into class, I can teach them how to shoot because women are fantastic learners. And they don't have hardly ever have any bad habits. They're they're extremely good at listening, and they 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 understand. But if you can get them in class, that's usually the hardest part is getting them in the class because they they're outside of their bubble. They don't want to embarrass themselves and and all that. But once once you get them there, you connect with them and you encourage them and you, and you you understand that. They are not shooters, so you can't talk to them like shooters. You got to break everything down in little bitty pieces, and then 
the little blocks and the then reinforce that another little block and then reinforce that and then put them two blocks together and reinforce that and when you when you do that all of a sudden you see the lights start coming on and you give them a little bigger chunk and then you give them a little bigger chunk and also and i mean when i i got a house full of girls so i kind of have spent a better part of my adult life talking to females and you know, I got a son too, and if I want him to do something, I tell him what he wants to do, what I want, and he's like, okay. And if he don't do it, then you tell him the same way a little harder. But I got, you know, my girls, I tell them to do something, and they don't like it, then I got to figure out how to tell them a different way because they ain't having none of that. <laughs> and that's how he just that's that's when you that that's kind of like it is. And my my wife is a uh, she teaches autistic kids, so I. I have a pretty good, uh, if I, if I, I'm struggling and don't know how to, to tell somebody something or how to get that apart. I talk to her about it and she's like, well, try it this way. And she's very, very good. She's a fantastic teacher. So I'm pretty fortunate. And everything that I run in my class, I've run by her. And, oh, and I think, I think that's part of the success is that my, my wife, Sarah, she just loves the fact that I love to teach it. And she encourages it and helps me out too. And and teaching her to shoot has helped me learn how to teach other ladies to shoot. And all because when I first started showing her, I made her mad like every time. And then I had to figure <laughs> out how to not make her mad. And and that's usually understand that their expectations of what they need to do and your expectations need to be the same. And it's never yours, it's theirs. Mm-hmm. So that that's like when a husband and wife comes and all that, I, I let them sit together when we take all the, the classroom stuff. But when we get out on the range, we move one to one end, one to the other end, because he doesn't need to be trying to instruct her because I don't want her expectations and his expectations to collide with each other. And all, and that, and that's, that's kind of what it is. You got to build their confidence and, and keep working their self-esteem up so that when they get out to the range and they actually see that the gun's not going to hop out of their hand and they see that if they squeeze the gun as hard as they consistently can and all that the bullet's going to land right where their sights are. And if the, you've showed them the right point of aim, point of impact and sight alignment and they see that firsthand and all, and you don't, you don't tell them any stuff that they don't need to know. You keep you 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 keep the language down to you don't tell them about trigger press. You don't tell them about trigger jerk. You don't tell them about anticipating recoil because they don't need to know all that stuff. You just tell them what they need to know to be successful. That's grip the gun hard. Don't move the sights off the target when you press the trigger. And if you grip the gun hard, you can press the trigger however you want to, and the sights is not going to move. And once you hit all three, you see it, they see it, you tell them, you show it to them, they they get it. And they don't have egos in their way either. So they mm-hmm. they're not they're not looking to to they're listening to understand, not listening to respond. You know, and, and I that's why I enjoy but it's it's just gratifying watching a lady that's she she's decided that she's going to come to the class. She's been, I'm coming, I'm not coming back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. 
She's finally showed up, showed up. And when you ask them what bothers them, it's never the class part. That doesn't bother them at all. It's mm -hmm. the 40 rounds on the range. And when you tell them that you're going to show them everything they need to do in order to be successful there, and then they go out and in the first four rounds, they're successful. The other 36 is fun to them. And once you make it fun, it's not, I, I look at it like you really need to practice. You need to practice. You need to practice because you need to be this and you need to be that. But in reality, what you, it needs to be fun because mm -hmm. if it's fun to them, then they're willing to, to spend that extra two hours a day because you got out of, you might have, five or 6% of the people that take your class actually do some kind of dry practice. And out of those five or 6%, one or two may take some more classes, but I mean, that's, you got to get the little people. Once you, you, you know, Rome wasn't built today. So you get the little ones. And, and that's how uh, my classes usually go is that somebody's in there that's heard something from somebody else mm -hmm. and all and they, they take the class because one of them, I'm, I, I understand that they're up against their stress bubble pretty hard to start with. And they've given up a whole bunch of their time to come out there. And all and I just you just understand that and you be patient and on, you know, you just you you keep being reassuring and encouraging and you know, you just you treat them you treat them the way you want to be treated and how you would treat your mama. Or mm -hmm. your sister, yep. and when when you when you do that, it usually works out pretty good for them. And by the end of the day, they're all engaged and they're talking this and they're asking questions and and all that. I mean, it's it just turns into a very good experience. And when they all leave, they all leave happy, mm -hmm. and and, all that. and that's what you're looking for because if they leave happy, then they're satisfied and they don't feel like they've wasted their time or money because it's expensive in North Carolina to take the CCW course. The class is like 60 bucks and then you got $50 worth of ammunition. So you into it, mm -hmm. uh, what, 110 bucks and eight hours of your day. So you just, you gotta, you gotta make sure they get the most bang for the buck and all that. And I, and I try to make sure that every person in my class gets what they need out of the class. Yeah. Depending on, and, and depending on their skill level, they, they may be a, a competition shooter in there. Like this weekend, I had a guy that he's running a dot on a uh, on a Glock, and he's shooting really good. Well, how can I help him? Well, we talked about some other stuff, not not necessarily the shooting part. We talked about predictable predicting the dot, shooting predictabilities instead of you know. And, and then and then the lady that was in the class, we talked about don't let your pinkies kill you. Grip hard. The only thing you need to grip the hardest you can grip and make sure your pinky's gripping hard. Because mm -hmm. that's what, you know, if you, the secret sauce is don't let your pinky get you killed because that's what messes accuracy up most of the time is the sympathetic squeezing of the pinky finger. Mm -hmm. And that comes from not gripping the gun hard. Yeah. Well, I think you did a great overview of adult learning. Uh, styles there with, uh, you know, see it, hear it, do it type of, uh, approach and also recognizing that people learn differently. I mean, we may all have two, two eyes, two ears, nose and a mouth, but when it comes to learning, 
you know, everybody's a little bit different. And sometimes you've got to, you know, take a step back and figure out, okay, if that didn't make sense to them, maybe I need to approach a little differently and describe to, to them what, you know, doing something um, differently. And that's where, you know, even with the majority of women in your classes, it sounds like you're still uh, having to go along trying to find, you know, how, how can you connect with that one shooter who doesn't necessarily understand it the way everybody else understands it. And that could be for a whole multitude of reasons, but it's a recognition that we all learn slightly differently from one another and to be, to make a student successful. And that's what we as instructors are trying to do, we need to go along and realize what those learning styles are and knowing how to, uh, how to go about, you know, coming out a, a different way and having your wife as a, as a resource is uh, really great. Um, I'm sure most instructors out there, myself included, would love to have, uh, somebody like that. We could come home from a class and just uh, say, wow, that was a really tough class and have them say, Oh, well, did you ever think about going along and trying to use this method or over that yeah, method? That Dude, it is it is fantastic because she's she's not an avid shooter and she has the same struggles of of the household that most of the ladies coming there and she she lives with the instructor but she hardly ever has time to practice because mm -hmm. it's she she's got so much other stuff going on and if they're willing to spend the eight hours away from what they're doing then you need to be sure that you are giving them the utmost attention that you can give. If as an instructor at the end of an eight hour class, if your feet don't hurt, your arms don't hurt and you're not tired, you've left something on the table. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Well, I'll tell you what, Mike, can you, one of the things we were talking about in the pre-show was how you go along and you've got four hours in North Carolina there, uh, for the CCW class that you are on the range, but you actually approach the range, um, you know, quite uniquely because it's not just go on the range and shoot a qualification really quick. You use it for, you know, for instruction also. Can you describe how, how you've come up with that method? Uh, right now, North Carolina requires you to have two hours of law. It takes about three hours to cover it pretty good. So that leaves you five hours because North Carolina is mandatory minimum eight hours course. And out of that five hours and all the, the range time actually doesn't count towards that in that eight hours. But sorry, my class ends up being like eight and a half hours or so. But what we do is when we shoot the qualifier, we shoot 40 rounds because the state requires you to, to shoot 30 rounds with 70% passing on some kind of uh, silhouette or like IDPA target that's got, uh, you can use IDPA targets and a silhouette as long as it's got scoring rings on it. And we shoot 40 rounds and it's 20, 10, and 10. The first four rounds is for so that I can assess your grip. And, uh, and then it, it's a confidence builder because you use everything that we've taught in the class. We move out to the range and we actually do. And also we shoot the first four rounds and you, you might have the first round. And this is, this is with, with new shooters and all because even the, even the men are apprehensive. They just won't admit to it and all their ego gets in their way. And that usually keeps them from being doing better than they could mm -hmm. and all. But we shoot the four rounds and, you know, the first one may be a tad bit high or off a little bit. And we adjust a little bit. The second one, because the first one they, is to prove to them that the gun's not going to come out of their hand. 
And the, the second one is like, oh, I can do this. By the time they shoot the third and fourth one, most of the time it's it's right in the center, right where their right, right where their point of aim is and the point of impact is right there, their sight picture. And you see you see the switch come on and you're like, okay. And then I just used my timer and I was like, okay, now on when you hear the beat, I want you to fire one round. And then we work on demand firing there. And I keep watching the grip. And if if they if a right-handed shooter has an impact that's low left instead of telling them don't jerk the trigger and all that i reinforce grip so and they grip the gun hard they press the trigger again the, the round moves right back into the center so now they associate that low left with gripping the not gripping the gun hard and now they grip the gun hard so we we use the the 40 rounds the to practice on demand shooting and recoil management, just just the bus, basically the building blocks of uh, of marksmanship, where you get the sight picture and the 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 two sight pictures for one shot type mm-hmm. thing. Right. You kind of you kind of you kind of give them something that they they don't realize they're learning something as they're learning it, and then when you move back to five yards, they see that that's the same as three yards, and they move to seven yards, that's the same as is three yards and then at the end of the day we take at the end of the range session they got most of them have 10 rounds left over and we move over to like 10 or 12 yards and i shoot i have a uh, a down one steel target and we let you let them shoot the 10 rounds they can shoot them one at a time they can shoot pairs they shoot three or four but a lot of when we back on the three yard line after about 10 rounds on the three yard line, they're wanting to shoot multiples and all the ladies are wanting to shoot three, four rounds mm-hmm. at a time. And, uh, and that, and that comes from their confidence level. And at three yards, they're shooting fist size groups or, you know, on inside of a, a 11 inch tall by six inch wide target and they're they're just lighting it up and they're doing that consistently with repetitional speed and it and it becomes fun to them and now it's not so stressful because it's fun and then they're more likely to continue to shoot not because they need to practice to be able to defend themselves but they practice because it's fun to them and they're willing to they're more likely to spend some time at the range as a recreation learning because it's all, it's all making sure that they have homework where they give them something to train. Cause I hand out uh, targets for dry practice and targets that they can print out and we go over dry fire, how to dry fire or dry practice and all so that, so that you can, you can work at home. You don't, you can take 10 minutes out of your day and work on stuff because it's a proven fact that dry practice relates to the range, to, mm-hmm. to live practice. I mean, Definitely. it's 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 it it relates pretty good. But that's that's what we do. We we use the the qualifier as an opportunity to get them started down the path of on demand firing. Which in in reality, if you work on on demand firing. And all it gives them the confidence that they're more than likely going to hit what they aim at to start with, because you've you've set them on the path with a good group 
uh, with a with a good grip and a good with good fundamentals, and all they got to do is keep working on that. Good. So, how how many rounds do the students normally shoot in your CCW class? Fifty. Fifty. They okay. shoot. Yeah, they shoot four. We shoot forty on the qualifier, and it's uh seventy percent. Like I think it's twenty eight out of forty inside the. Uh, and it's on the black of the silhouette, which is what the state says it has to be. But in reality, what usually happens is they shoot 40 out of 40. And most of the time it's inside the eight, the seven and eight ring on a third size silhouette. And then they shoot 10 rounds on the steel. And yeah, that's that's the deal sealer is they get to shoot the steel because it's it's immediately gratifying when you bang the steel. Yep. Auditory, uh, you know, feedback, mm-hmm. they don't have to look or, or, you know, yep. doing squint that see it. They can immediately, you know, tell them if they're doing double pairs or things like that, they can immediately, you know, hear yep. it, uh, before they squeeze the next one off. Well, it's uh, really, really, uh, neat how you've gone along, use the range time for, uh, instructional time at the same time. Can you go along and explain what, uh, range therapy is? You know, for uh, uh, we, we, you know, that's part of your your name of your company there, and uh, wanted to see what that was all about. It is. It started out as uh, come home from work, be stressed out, and all, and I go get some range therapy. It was a way for me to unwind from work and to kind of blow off steam and all. And then it just, you know, I I am very fortunate. My wife has absolutely no problem with me having a 25 yard pistol range that's wide enough to shoot 13 people, 15 max in it. And I have a, I, and that that's, it's just range therapy for me is what, what it is. It was therapy for me because I had a stressful job and I can come and kind of just, because it's, I sit on my patio, turn the music up and load my magazines, unwind a little bit, go set some targets up and enjoy myself for 30 minutes or an hour and when i'm done my demeanor's always better i'm happier and all and my wife enjoys watching me and my friends shoot so it's kind of therapy for me and therapy for her and that's just she's like well that's what your business you need to kind of monetize this a little bit to pay for the ammunition mm-hmm. so, and that's what this she's like well won't you take some classes i was like Mm, that sounds like a good idea. Why don't I take some instructor classes? And that's what I did. And I, and I, I talked to Brian Eastridge about it. And, you know, I, I hesitated because, I, you know, I, I don't have the background as law enforcement. I don't have the military background and all. But as far as a uh, shooter being competent, I, I'll put my skill set up against just about anybody's skill set. And I'm not going to be embarrassed. I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. and that's that's just how it kind of went and then i found out how much i really enjoy the instruction part and it's very satisfying when you help somebody overcome a fear you help somebody get involved in something that you enjoy and you see them grow in the sport all at the same time it's very it's very satisfying and if ammunition wasn't so expensive i'd probably do it for free <laughs> Yeah, ammunition is a whole other uh, topic when it comes to you know training in 2021 because I think it's uh, going to impact 
all of us in the training we do and also with the number oh, of people that, oh, yeah. come, that come that come to us for training especially for the um advanced classes the you know ccw classes people you know do what they need to do in order to take those but it's the advanced classes where people really build the skills and you know refine it into you know a fine understanding of what they can do with their pistol and then also you know the law and you know just what they can do and you know, versus a CCW class just doesn't give you all all those fine details. They give you big blocks of laws and yeah, how to and, shoot. And I and I try I try to remember what my lane is when it comes to that. And I teach right up to tactics. I teach the marksmanship part because tactics without marksmanship is really not a whole lot of anything. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have all the tactics in the world, but if you don't have any marksmanship skills. It doesn't matter. And I think that's that's kind of what helps me is that it, I teach the marksmanship. I stay in the marksmanship lane and all. And, then, and, I, and yeah, I kind of move outside of it a little bit. At lunchtime, we watch uh, uh, pre-assault, pre-assault indicators video. Mm-hmm. And that's an eye-opener, too, because they a lot of people don't realize what how... how they don't realize how rough the world really is. And I think we've, we, we've lived a very sheltered life. A lot of us have. Yep. The world's a dangerous place and you just got to keep your eyes open and see it's, um, uh, we had, um, Gary Cuisenberry on, uh, several podcasts ago and, uh, he did a very, uh, good, he's got a very good book on situational awareness and yes. it really, um, opens your eyes when you start reading it and realizing everything that goes on around you and trying just to pick out what, what goes on and what, what could impact you. So very good. Yep. And it's, it's, it's overwhelming. That's overwhelming in itself. And if you, if you don't work on your marksmanship skills, it's even more overwhelming Mm -hmm. because you need to, you need the brain space and all and with good marksmanship skills that kind of frees up some brain space so that you can look at and pay attention to that other stuff. Definitely. So, well, hey, hey, Mike, can you name a influential instructor or book that you think other instructors should uh, check out, either take training from or or read to improve themselves? Yeah, I've 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 just finished reading The Art of Instruction by Mike Ziklander. That one's pretty good, and all, especially if you in the Brian Eno's book. I think everybody's read that one. And mm-hmm. all, I've got, I've got the book and the audio file and all that. So, but that's I, Mike Siklander's. He's, he's very, very good. And all, he's a good shooter and an excellent instructor. Yes. And he's, he was yeah. on a podcast last year, this time, I believe it was. Yeah. And I've, I've got Carl Wren and John Dubes strategies and standards for defensive handgun training. Yep. That that's a pretty good book too. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I guess one of the, probably one of the best resources is, uh, like I said, I I picked my wife's brain. And I when when I first started to get into this and and all that, I was like, this the teaching part just I I didn't understand how to to do a lesson plan and the curriculum and all that. And I got a whiteboard lesson, and it's been on since then. And uh, <laughs> she's, she's I, I'm I'm fortunate, and uh, I I really do. My she she has no problem helping me. She has no problem with corrective criticism and it's 
she she's a fantastic school teacher. And the fact that she she uh, teaches autistic kids. So you know that's not not saying that uh, uh, trying to make any comparisons and all, but uh, a lot of it is is patience and it's you got to be really precise in how you do it, how yeah. how you go about it because you don't want to, to tell them one thing this time and then a, an hour from now tell them something different. So you got to really keep it short, keep it simple, and make sure you use the terminologies that they understand and like the, the ladies are not shooters. So you need to talk to them in a, with, with language that gets your point across as a shooting instructor so that they perceive what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You got to kind of talk to their perception and all. And I, and, and there's, there's not many books out there that I've read that teaches that, but my wife is kind of taught that and having a house full of girls has kind of taught me that too. You're, you're a lucky man, Mike lucky man <laughs> yes i am i I'm, i'll admit to that she's fantastic <laughs> she can shoot good too when she practices good so well, hey mike where can uh instructors find out more information about you or how to get in contact with you uh i have uh email, my email is msrtco69 at gmail.com and i have a if you if you go to my i have a facebook page that's uh MS range therapy. That's I, I put stuff up on there. And I like I said, I, I, that's just kind of the extent of it. And on if, if you email me, I'll give, I'll give you my cell phone number. I mean, if you want that, I'll give you that too. No, I will keep that off the internet. How's that? And, uh, <laughs> if people, people want to email you. They can email you for it. How's, uh, we'll do it that way. That's that'll be fantastic. I don't, I don't want you to be spammed at all hours of the day and night with uh, phone numbers. Cause somebody picked it up off the uh, podcast. Don't want to do that. Yeah, <laughs> well, I appreciate Mike, that. Really appreciate your uh, time tonight. Uh, and I uh, yes, hope, uh, hope our instructors out there and listeners really kind of understand, you know, you know, as I said before, it kind of reinforces the, the knowing who your students are and their learning styles and the adult learning theory uh, behind it. And applying that uh, definitely has worked out well for you because you've got a great following of uh, women there in North Carolina and it sounds like you've got you know plenty of work and plenty of range therapy uh going on this year so that's that's uh that's great to hear uh, oh yeah my, my wife's got she she comes up with ideas she said I gotta figure out how to get wine tasting in at the end of it of the <laughs> class uh, so I, I don't know I don't know how to work that in but that would be a sure seller and um uh, Eight hours of handgun training followed up with two hours of wine testing, ten hour day. Wonder how many women would jump all over that. Well, you could you could probably throw in some uh, 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 barbecue there too. I'm sure uh, wine tasting, a barbecue. You put, put the barbecue on while you're shooting, and then you get yep. done and clean up, and you could have one I, hell of a shindig there. When 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 my friends come and shoot, that's basically what that is. I have class like every. I have like two classes a month, the off weeks and all they shoot. I throw stuff in the smoker and I cook and, uh, we, we, we eat and shoot and just have a, have a good old time enjoying the second amendment rights that we have. Well, there you go. Well, thanks again, Mike, um, for your time tonight. Well, that's a wrap for this episode. And we have a few requests for our loyal listeners. Check out our website, thefiremtrainerspodcast.com. You can listen to all our episodes there, or you can download them 
We also like to rate our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or leave us comments on our website. Share this episode on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and encourage others to listen, subscribe. Remind them that if they're not listening to this, then they won't get the great information that's out there uh, proactively and learning about it after they've made the mistakes is not the best way of doing things. If you have any ideas for new episodes, suggestions on guests to have, or feedback, please email us at ftp at concealedcarry.com. And remember to visit our sponsors, especially the Firearm Trainers Association at ftaprotect.com and check out their instructor insurance. Being a responsible instructor means having instructor insurance. Remember, use promo code FTP10 for 10% off at checkout. Remember, we bring this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Stay safe out there, everyone. Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.